0: Stick on myself.
1: (laughs) Easy Tiger. I gotta take it easy in the booth. I'm excited. You know why? Why? Mandalorian Day. Fridays have all new meaning now that the uh, the Mandalorian is on Disney Plus. With my five year old, my three year old's not as into it, but my five year old, he just loves it. Oh, this is the day where we watch the Mandalorian together. Yeah, every day. So it's not like Netflix where they put everything else. Uh, like at the same time
0: yeah i hear that i hear that that is a kind of a cool way to do it i mean i liked it when they would just dump the 13 episodes all at once yeah but it really led to some epidemics and binge purging yeah then you would binge watch it all and then you'd be like ah there's nothing
1: for me to to watch now pull up the linkedin comments here too. get get everybody on board with us hey guys get your comments what's up rob i'm showing what's up vincent cordray turn this down so i can come over the mics
0: all right guys uh, so so. By the way, those baby Yodas yes, that the, you could not find—the baby Yodas they are out. John Favreau, the showrunner, said that they purposefully didn't let those toys out early so they wouldn't let out details of the Yoda. Look, he's making my child cry.
1: This is my kid. <laughs> this morning, <laughs> he wants a baby Yoda for Christmas, and look at this. Look. Wait, what do you hope there is? and <sighs>
0: um, the baby Yoda.
2: That goes. That house is super. He's
1: drinking okay. and when he's doing like this, he's drinking it. Oh, okay. and when he's doing like this, he's not drinking it. Yeah, And but they what?
0: don't have it now. You can't get the Baby Yoda. Very- <laughs> if you go on, yes, you can. If you go and on, they are open for business right now. No. Check it out, Disney. No, is no, no, them. not till
1: April. I not till April. Don't I looked think it up. So not till April. If you go on, like. On eBay, well, you can get some
0: fakes. Doesn't you can buy that. a fake one with, like, lead in it. No. Yeah. Well, you do have... Wary you must be. You know but... who's not fake? DDCFPO.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, them DDCFPO, too. DDCFPO, you see that right there. DDCFPO is the number one preferred back office partner for transportation. Want the most robust AI data processing solution available in the market today? Yeah. Visit ddcfpo.com or, get this, email Email them info at ddcfpo.com now. Hit the headlines! Ooh, hold on one second. Here's a story that opens in Evergreen. We're going to get to it in our headlines, but uh, paint at the pine, Chad. Aren't you glad you got your tree early? Christmas tree yeah. shortages have uh, prices leaving lumps of coal and kids' stockings. They couldn't even afford the baby yoda if they wanted one. You can't afford gifts. If you spend all your money on the Christmas tree, just like if you spend too much money on a wallet, you don't have any money to put in it.
0: Wow. That's-
1: True. All right, man. Christmas tree shortage is driving prices higher. Oregon is the country's number one producer of Christmas trees and supplies, but this year it's tight, which is driving up wholesale and retail costs. The price for noble furs have doubled compared to five years ago, and over the past two years, prices have risen fifteen percent annually. That's because you, it's because they're noble. Are you getting a fifteen percent raise every year? No. So eventually, you're not going to be able to afford a Christmas tree. Oregon currently has nearly 400 licensed Christmas tree growers, down from around 900 growers just 15 years ago. Around the early 2000s, there was a glut of trees on the market; just too many, too many. It was like overcapacity, right? Yeah, glut. Prices plummeted, and many farmers, mostly small independent growers, they couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't take the losses. It's a tough barrier, and now it's a tough barrier for a grower to get into. So,
0: and it takes right. eight years, eight, eight years, years, to years from to to see- sale. To sell. much like a ginseng root. Yeah. Could take could take five to ten years. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, did you know that? You ever got the, hunting ginseng? No, but I'd like to. It sounds fun. Uh, the uh, limited, I mean, although you have to go a little more back country now because they're becoming more rare. Oh. The limited supply of trees, of uh, Christmas trees, that is, an abundant capacity, of trucking capacity, have not exerted downward pressure on trucking rates. The cost to ship perishables to Texas Goes up by $1,000 for Christmas tree season out of the Oregon area where uh, when prices are highest starting from the weekend before Thanksgiving to the weekend after. Many large growers are also shipping by rail. Oregon still holds the top spot for Christmas trees, though, selling about $4.6 million with an M trees a year valued around $100 million hmm. to keep the trees cool and moist. Guess what they do? Shippers favor a combination of reefer and ice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because they're literally dying after their cut. Speaking of ice dying. Yeah. Uh, Debt and losses bring down the indigenous-owned Canadian carrier featured on Ice Road Trucker. Yeah, that's where the ice I was talking about. That's the ice ice, baby. Lee Cho Land Tran Transport is shutting down, along with several affiliates... They faced the staggering load of debt and losses in the millions. Their appearance on the TV series Ice Road Trucker's Dooner, it showed how treacherous the freight lanes they ran in Canada were, but I guess it wasn't enough to save the day for all of the things that they had to deal with. They, um, Their two affiliates incurred, in Canadian dollars, 18 million in losses in the fiscal year ending in March, according to a November twenty seventh court filing in Alberta seeking creditor protection. <laughs> by the end of the uh, by the end of October, their debt reached sixty million in Canadian dollars, with assets worth about forty million, a hearing today on December sixth will decide whether Leecho investment, which is owned by the indigenous government of the Leecho First Nation, can continue to get creditor protection and move forward with selling off their assets. Most of the company's 40 employees
1: are likely to lose their jobs, though. The carrier also have 40 owner-operators. The trucking company's operated and headquartered in Alberta handled a mix of truckload, less-than-truckload, bulk, and specialized transport, notably using winter and ice roads to access the most remote areas of yep. Western Canada, the Yukon, and Northwest Territories. The final setback occurred when the loss of their largest customer, a diamond mine, in the Northwest Territories, which accounted for 27% of their revenue, all their eggs in one basket.
0: Shiny little eggs. Or or a lot of them, yes.
1: Yeah. Bragging A wasn't buying enough engagement rings. All right. Two former Celadon executives indicted on fraud scheme. By the way, were you guys listening in? Where are you tuning in from? Always excited to hear that. Hey, Vincent Chudbury. Chuhari? Anybody from the the U.G. Two former Celadon executives indicted on a fraud scheme. Two former executives at Celadon Inc. have been charged with running a complex securities and accounting fraud scheme that cost the truckload and logistics company shareholders more than 60 million bucks, Chad. Federal prosecutor said that on December 5th. Former COO William Eric Meek, 39, younger than I am. Former chief financial officer Bobby Lee Peebler, 40, same age as me. Both of Indianapolis <laughs> were charged with nine counts each. I, I've oh. managed to stay out of trouble longer than they have. The financial scandalous rocks Celadon ever since May 2017 when the fraud was discovered. Hey, James is tuned in from Miami. What's up, James? In April of 2017, Danny Williams, 36, of New Palestine, Indiana, and former president of Quality Companies, a subsidiary of Celadon, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit security frauds, make false statements to a public company's account, and falsify books, records, and accounts of a public company.
0: Court documents show that from 2013 to 2016, Celadon expanded its quality truck, uh, no irony there, quality truck leasing company, which Williams ran from roughly 750 to more than 11,000 trucks. In 2016, the value of many of Celadon's trucks, including those owned through quality, had dropped significantly in value, in part due to an economic downturn in the used truck market. The court filing also showed that by 2016, Meek... Peevler, Williams, and others knew the mm. real value of a substantial portion of Celadon's trucks had declined. Instead of accounting for the decline in truck values, the former executives allegedly devised a scheme to conceal millions of dollars in losses from Celadon sh- shareholders, banks, and the investing public. know who didn't conceal where she's from? Shanna Taylor. She's from Akron, Ohio. She said, uh, hello. All
1: right, UPS driver, he died after a truck was stolen in a This is a terrible story, Chad. Break it down for us.
0: Uh, yeah, in Miami, uh, Florida, the UPS driver, 27-year-old Frank Ordonez, was on his delivery route when his truck was hijacked by robbers. This led to a high-speed uh, police chase that ended in a shootout that resulted in the deaths of four people. Yeah, according to a coworker, and this is like this
1: is a, there's a few awful parts of the story. Here's just yeah. one of them. According to co- a coworker, this was his first day on the job after completing training, so it was his first route. He's out there. Details are still emerging, but from what we understand, an innocent bystander in a car at an intersection was killed as well, as well as the two robbers, one of whom fell out of the passenger side of the vehicle. I guess he was shot a few times. They're not sure if he was he shot himself, his partner shot him or the police shot him. But either way, he fell out of the details
0: are still emerging. UPS released a statement. We are deeply saddened to learn uh, that a UPS service provider was a victim of this senseless act of violence. We extend our condolences to the family and friends. Of our employees and the other innocent victims involved in this incident, we appreciate law enforcement service and will cooperate with the authorities as they continue the investigation. And Ordonez leaves behind a one-year-old daughter.
1: Yeah, that you never like to hear that. Um, today, though, we have in brighter news uh, in Manchester, United United Kingdom. Right, Spencer sponsor Richard Greening from uh, DDC FPO. Yeah. He's the global technical director at DDC. We are going to bring him up. Let's hope let's let's hope this works. All right, let's see. For uh, five good minutes. Five count of five. Five good minutes. Hey Richard, are you there?
3: Hey Tim, how are you?
1: <laughs> How's it going, sir? You're you're dialing in from uh, or VOIP in. I love technology from uh from Manchester, right?
3: Absolutely, sir.
1: You must are you so you're a huge soccer fan, football fan?
3: Yeah, but I'm also an American football fan too. So I used to I used to used to play American football when I was younger. So uh, I I, I kind of go the other way. I, I I'm I'm a I'm a Brit that also appreciates the American sports.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> well, hey Richard, uh, this is Chad. And I'm just wondering. Uh, so is, is other the, than him <laughs> is the NFL uh, gaining some traction in the UK, or is it just kind massively.
3: of uh... no, genuinely massively? Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. We yeah, were um, we were saying before we went on air
1: that, like, the Jaguars games that we've seen <laughs> at, like, Wembley and the different stadiums they've played them at have been more full than a lot of at least the poorly performing teams in the U.S. have done.
0: Like the San Diego, <laughs> or, I mean, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. It's the, it's the same owners, right? So I think Fulham Football Club is the same owners as the Jaguars. Oh, wow.
0: oh no wonder so are God. you are a lot of jaguar fans out there or or is it there's
3: like just home fans um that are jaguar fans because of the because of the, the link between the clubs uh, and they do a lot of on tickets etc but i think this season and i might be wrong i think there's i think there's at least six uh, regular season games that are being held in the uk which is um really wow. cool and i've got friends that when i used to play it, you know they weren't they weren't interested in american football at all Wow. Um, and now, you know, I, I'm in WhatsApp groups where I, you know, they're debating the games, they're watching them on Sky Sports. It really genuinely is really starting to take off. What position did you play? Uh, so I was tight end, uh, wide receiver, and then I played safety as well.
1: Tight ends are usually one of the smartest guys on the team. I, I worked with a, I worked with a tight end from Harvard at my last job. Very very smart cat. Oh, you just say that's all the tight ends. Yeah, you know what's interesting yeah, about his background? God,
3: I do all with a tight end, <laughs> Richard. You have a
1: you have a really interesting background too, because you have a lot of esports going on there. That's a that's something that's just starting to emerge in the United States. But I found that really curious too how'd oh, you wow. get how
3: you that's get into esports research. i didn't realize you guys had done that much research of okay. course <laughs> um my, so my background's always been in technology uh, So that's where i started so i started as a like a you know like an it manager or head of it um and then i just i i kind of got to branch out and do some interesting things And i, I did some work with a, a, a tv station over here in the uk um where we, we originally went in to do sort of their tech, their tech stuff, and they happened to have a, a technical channel, which then became eSports. So uh, I got dragged into that stuff. and But that was, I mean, I was doing that stuff 10, 15 years ago. It's come an awful long way.
0: Yes, uh, it has. To, 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 it yeah. is. Uh, I, I think you could make a living at that, and some of the kids are doing it. Well, speaking of tech, Richard, what are uh, some of the top tech trends for transportation uh, that you've seen in 2019?
3: So the first the first thing when I when when you guys kind of pop me through the email, but the first thing we need to break out here really is yeah. is the difference yeah. between buzzwords and hype cycles and, and actual like real world adoption. So, okay. you know, when it comes to the the hype cycles, things like AI, machine learning, robotics, blockchain, immersive experiences are are all the kind of you know the things that people hear again and again. They come to the conferences, you know, they come to things like Freightways Live. And they get an idea for what it is, but have no idea how it will apply to them or when it will apply to them. Uh, you know, so, right. you know, and, and and the trick, I guess, is really it comes down to when does it become cost effective or simple enough for people to adopt that stuff. So, I mean, those are your, they're still your, the buzzwords, they're still the hype cycles. Um, and one of the things we, we had at the Bitter Symposium um a few weeks ago in Chicago, uh, we were talking about hype cycles quite heavily. And the reality is, is what technology does is it kind of you a concept comes along like like blockchain or, or something like that, or even immersive experiences like VR and, 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 and AR. Um, and then what happens is there's a load of buzz because everyone's interested and wants to know how it works. And then it kind of dies away. But then it, it comes back. But when it comes back, it's not known as blockchain and VR and AI. It's part of the actual real world application. So things like blockchain, for example, is like when when, when that starts being adopted in the real world, people aren't going to go, oh, got a great blockchain solution. Yeah, you wouldn't they're think about be, it, right? We've changed our systems. Oh, and it happens to have a decentralized ledger or it happens to do this, <laughs> it happens to do that. You know, But they're not going to be flying the blockchain flag. So I, if we dump the kind of, Buzzwords and, and all that stuff, and this is all stuff that's going to be on the roadmap for the next three, five plus years that will strip feed through. Unfortunately, when it, when it comes to logistics and and so it's against the industry, I spent a lot. I, I managed to get out of do the TV stuff, and then firmly got dragged dragged back into. Um, you know, it is that slightly less sexy stuff that kind of that, that comes back through. So the, re- the reality is, you know, if, if people out there want to know what, what what's really happening and what companies are making inroads are, it is things like um, app development is probably the biggest one this year. Um, there's a lot of different reports, but I think, the, you know, the Gartner report says something like 78% of people um, or, or, or people surveyed would prefer a, a branded app experience um over using a, a website and 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 the reasons for that is the quality of the experience itself how smooth it is and how well it works but also from a security aspect you know people are now a lot more concerned about their their information and where it is and could it be breached could it be could it be leaked on the internet and at the moment people are still feeling like the security in an app is better than a than a website so Companies within logistics, I think this year, if I was to put a number one thing on it, it would probably be app development. People are now starting to see the value and finding smart ways to use apps on phones and tablets rather than uh, the conventional websites.
1: Richard, what uh, what should people be hot on? That's uh, in terms of tech that's going on at DDC.
3: Uh, DDC, um, so so. We, we we focus on data capture that's that's what we do. so um we do again, using the buzzwords so things like artificial intelligence machine learning, that's what we do, uh, and it's something we've had to adapt because DDC has been around for thirty years uh, you know, and we work we we started as a conventional outsource business where we we'd put someone in and physically do your keying. so I guess what we've had to do in probably even the last ten years is be smarter about the way we we capture data too to make it more cost effective for the for the client and, and and ensure that you know the the quality and efficiency is there. So all of the the buzzwords I mentioned earlier is what we do um, uh, robotics uh, so RPA is, is something that we're we're heavily involved in and, and and making inroads are the machine learning part, you know, uh, OCR scanning, all of these things. But the, yeah. the thing the thing with all this going back to it, it 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 comes down to it's the it's not the tech guy that really you know, you can put your recommendations forward. It's the CEO who decides where the business is going. So you've got to figure out what's going to make me money or what's going to save me money. And and, and right. that's the real adoption of tech. Well, it, it's that simple.
0: Well, how do they reach out to you to find out more about how they can save that money, Richard?
3: Okay, so you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, so uh, so Richard uh, Richard Greening uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and then go to our website, so decgroup.com
1: Okay. Thank fantastic. you very much. Yeah. Have a great night and a great weekend over there in the uh, in the UK, and keep uh, enjoying American football. Yeah, good. I like the nine a.m. games. I like having football on when I'm wearing my pajamas. Chad, go Titans. <laughs> Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, that was great. I, that was that, that was great. Yeah, it was awesome joining our Richard. I don't know if you've seen his picture too, handsome devil. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. I play in that playing that tight end.
0: <laughs> you say that to all the tight ends. I'm quite sure. I'm, hey, I'm
1: just saying he's. Uh,
0: He's a dashing man. Mikey B. Mikey B. What's up, dude? You're
1: back. Uh, Last time you were here, you defeated me in uh, Market Expert Trivia, so we're not going to play any trivia today. We are going to see what's...
4: (laughs) On the Radar, presented by Sonar. What's
5: up, dude? Great. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course.
0: Even, Even though you beat him.
5: Yeah, no, well, hey. Don't I, you worry, know, I wanted to make I, sure you were back on.
1: I didn't take it personally. <laughs> okay, so
5: what I want to talk about today is yeah. intermodal. Well, great. Do it. So intermodal, Bring it to us. The, the question being, is intermodal still a growth area in the context of trucking? Is intermodal still a threat to truckers in the long-haul lanes that railroads are taking trucks off the road because they're putting more containers on the railroad? So you sort of pull up, say, a sonar chart. And look at intermodal containers on the railroad. And even though it's been a growth area for a very long time, it's sort of flattened out, particularly the last sort of few years. And this year, it's down about four or five percent. Right. So, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting question. It's something I'm you know working on a, on a report about. And I'll give you a couple of sort of bullet points on either side of the debate. Um, this week, CSX uh, CEO Jim Foote answered a question at a Wall Street conference, and the question was along the lines of, do the railroads need to start cutting rates in order to attract more business to the railroad from the highway? Yes. He was very, dismiss- <laughs> oh. very dismissive. Oh, he said of no. That. He said no. He was very dismissive of that question.
1: Okay, I, I am going to debate with him on this because, um, well, I'll ask you, one, how do you feel about that? Because I know that when there's a certain break-even point where it makes money to go, it makes sense to go intermodal versus to go over the road. And um, right now, it's not really there. That's why they're not seeing yeah. the capacity.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I would agree with you. I you know, the, right now, you sort of say the data we have in Sonar. You sort of it sort, sort of tells the the tale that the truck rates and the intermediate. Hold on one hey, second. We're live
1: in there, Cass- Cassandra. Come here really quick, Cassandra. Can you cut a real quick promo for us on on radio? Cassandra's going to be on Sirius XM tomorrow at three fifteen with us at at on channel one forty six. Road dog truck, and you are live on the air right now on what right. the truck?
0: We're gonna have a lot of fun, you guys. Listen in tomorrow because we're gonna talk about a very touchy topic.
1: Mm. What would that Whoa. be? That's a swift thing, That's right? Intense. We're gonna talk a lot about that in comment section rodeo too. We're
0: going to talk about Swift and yeah. pushing drivers to put chains on their tires and drive through adverse. Oh conditions. that is a controversial yeah. subject. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna dive in. And there's something Ooh. bigger going on here.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, what would then, it be?
0: Ju- I can't tell you. You're All find right. out tomorrow. That is listen great. Listen in tomorrow. You are on so on good here.
1: at promoing stuff, too. I yeah. remember when she was on Insiders. Check out her episode on Freightways Insiders. But before she even went on, anyone, if everyone in the comments was like, can you say this about it, or can you give us And you're like, no, listen to the episode. It comes yeah, out tomorrow. Just listen to the episode. To
0: the episode. So the why you should do it? it. But who was that one
1: baby daddy in the comments? I, that that was- guy was... What was he it even was talking a big about? Big daddy, yeah, daddy and Little Daddy Yeah, Don't you guys
3: know. Check out the comments; they're really weird. One
1: was smaller than the other. Yes. Yeah.
3: But it, it, it made an awkward situation
1: too. Yeah. Cats, weird. you you have a safe flight, but you have to hit the cab bell where you're in here.
3: Yes. Sorry,
5: I know it was very awkward.
0: Woo! Yay. Yeah. i oh, come to All dinner.
5: Right. Keep kicking butt, you guys. Sorry. to interrupt. Thanks. thanks. We'll thanks talk thanks
0: to you tomorrow. Have a safe flight. Room. Thank
5: you. Never know who's gonna stop by. Yeah. Stop by the booth. Great. Just just saw her film a uh, Fuller Speed Ahead. With the dog, Oh, okay. So it's so it's it's got to be the best viewed. Uh, Sh- wait, so, D- Craig interviewed Ellie. Yes, with the dog. No, <laughs> interviewed Cassandra. with oh. the dog in between the two. Oh, and they okay. were discussing dogs as you know, just co pilots in the, the truck truck to keep the, the drivers. Oh yeah, one so of our most all, called all in
1: episodes of of road dog trucking, by the way. Yeah, dogs in the cab. People people like it. And somebody was How do you feel? Somebody, what about dogs yeah. in the train car in intermodals? Did, the, uh, did
5: he have any, did Jim Foote have anything to say about it? No, I don't think that would work with on, on a rail, on a yeah. rail line. I think that would violate too many safety issues <laughs> to have a, a a dog a dog there. And it wasn't one of the Teamsters' you mm. know issues on the Canadian railway and the, and the strike the other the other week. Rob
1: Armstrong he said railroads just set rates, at trucking rates, almost like they don't want business.
5: Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense on the on the surface. I mean, historically the intermodal rates have been, you know, ten to fifteen percent below the truck rates. That's sort of the the trade off. You're giving up some service by having the intermodal move in, in exchange for a lower, you know, lower level of service. The, yeah. the trucking you know, now the railroads are saying, well, you know, look at the at the service metrics. You know, our service this year has been has been good. The speed is up. The dwell is down. Therefore, we don't need to have rates below trucking at all they should they should they should be the same now i would say maybe for right now until there's a big snowstorm in chicago or until there's some more traffic which can cause some more uh, congestion
0: so that's some of this data that you are mining on sonar right now and what mm-hmm. you're seeing
5: yep. okay um
1: there's what, a- are, what are people using sonar right now they're using sonar what, what do they look at to get if they want to get a little deeper into intermodal rail data
5: yeah so one of the the most viewed um, series is on uh, intermodal rates. And so we have intermodal rates on 105 origin destination pairs across the United States. And those are, those are spot rates, which, you know, most intermodal does not move on on, on spot rates. Most moves on contract, but it still gives you a sense for, you know, where the market is going, you know, what it would cost today to move on, on some of those lanes. And so, you know, you can take a look at that and then chart it against the trucking rates on those same lanes. They put, LA to Dallas, right up against each other, and what those things show now is that even though that's a long haul intermodal type lane, you know, 1,500 miles, it, they're right about they're right about parity. So yeah. there's really not the rates are not encouraging a lot of freight to go to go intermodally.
1: Right? Those are your OD pairs, in case you didn't know it. OD. Some people only know the acronyms in this business, like you know, and then you're like, oh, that's origin destination. Oh, I, OD pairs. Most people who work with this stuff would call it OD pairs,
0: right? Okay. Origin, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Some Thanks. people would, yeah. yeah um well, you know one of the things I've been seeing on sonar, which is interesting too, is that it's retail season, retail going up, mm. and what's going down at the same time, turkey prices, the distance of tru- of trucks like they're they're not driving as far because they're I guess they're at their their, their little hubs and they're doing their short distances
5: yeah and, and and that ties into intermodal the question of intermodal as well is is yeah. intermodal really compatible with whole e-commerce trend i mean the e-commerce trend is has created you know more inventory closer to consumption centers where people actually live now right the 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 amazon you know the the amazon you know network is it's not a low-cost network actually it's a high-cost network they're just trying to have that high cost type distribution lower cost than others can provide it if that makes any sense yeah so it's it's you know, with, with, with service being more important to get things the same day, the next day in two days, you know, what have you intermodal, which is sort of by definition, you're, you're giving up some of that service for a lower price. You know, does that make a lot of, a lot of sense? I mean, I think those are, those are sort of interesting questions, but.
0: They are, and you are digging deep, everything coming back to Uh, intermodal with Mikey B.
5: How do they learn more? So. Published every day on uh, Sonar 5.0, uh, Power User on LinkedIn, Mike Bowden, just still you know, check me out there. Power User.
1: Oh, I'm talking about Power Indexes, the DHL Supply Chain Pricing Power Index. We're going to talk about it's next. Coming up. Thanks, Mike yeah, thank B. You, thank you, All Mikey right, man. Nice having you in the studio. Hey, thanks. Cleveland native, I believe. Big big LeBron James fan. Do we have a – here Where he is, comes. Here's Andrew Cox. I think
0: he came from Chicago.
1: Chicago. Well, why was he wearing that, that fine day in Cleveland shirt? Wow, you have got an interesting shirt on today, too.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Power! Oh, like a, like I, it looks like a Mayan temple or something. I, I want to, like, sacrifice. Like... <laughs> I want to, like, lay you down and then sacrifice someone on top of you. eBay's
2: finest. Yeah. Did you
1: really get that on eBay? I did, wow. yeah. Like, seven bucks.
2: I like it. It's, it's very 80s. Yeah. Yeah, it like, is. I I, yeah. I think I searched, like, vintage patterns in this. Actually, is, if you put
1: some, up. like, if you put some, like, Wayfarers on, you'd kind of look like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. I take that as
2: a massive compliment. Yeah. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, a long, doesn't look like a young Tom Cruise. Good stuff. Boys, we finally had some volatility in our DHL supply yeah! Price and power index. Yeah! Coming it's back to the carriers.
0: Trending back a little more to a balance. Is it balanced yet? Not quite. No. It's, okay. Uh, it's
2: at 30, uh, which is a major improvement over the last couple weeks. We were sitting at 15 for a couple weeks, uh, about the last couple of weeks, and now we've we went up to twenty five last week and we're up to thirty this week.
1: and zero is in favor of the shippers. One HANA yeah. is in favor of the carriers. We were at like forty at the beginning and it tumbled all the way down to like mm-hmm. twenty in favor of those those shippers out there.
2: Now it's going back a little bit, a little bit of pricing power restored, a little bit back. yeah, why would uh, that be? Reasons are, uh, I think volumes are pretty good. It's kind of hard to compare uh, direct year over year because of the the difference uh, in a weekly uh, Thanksgiving's a week later this year. Um, but you can check out like the peak. The, the peak right before the big drop uh, was 3% higher this year, and then the trough was 3% less shallow. So I think that's a good sign for holiday volumes. Uh, you also had a massive um, Cyber Monday and Black Friday, so I think you had good growth there. So strong volumes uh, for carriers to be moving. Uh, but you've also got rejection rates that are, that are finally and they're holding above this, like we, we kind of see the 6%, um, kind of resistance band and it's, it's held above that for the last couple of weeks. And now it's actually almost at eight, which is really good for the carriers. That's the highest yeah. it's been in months. Right. Um, and rates are good. So we, our DAT, uh, rate index is above 150. It's the first time in, in months. I mean, we even stuck around, uh, at 125 for a while. So 150 is really
0: good. It's hard to compare year over year because of the moving target of Thanksgiving, but it's Overall, it's a time where where um I think rejections go up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do do raids t- tend to go up?
2: Yeah, they tend to uh in the holiday season one because you have uh you have shippers that are uh kind of stressed out and need to get their stuff on the shelves. So they mm. they need to get it on so it can be bought before Christmas. Not those baby yodas though. No, I know. I saw
1: <laughs> I know. that. Wow. If you go on Disney right now too, like the earliest you can get one is in April.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a plush. What about did you um when you were growing up did you get vouchers for uh I remember the Star Wars original toys weren't Dude, it was like in,
1: it was before I was born that no was in way.
2: 1977. Okay. All right what well, I, I was heard, I talked I heard uh, John Favreau talking about he got them when he was yeah. a kid. So I didn't know. No. If
0: you I him. did. No. I did. He did. He's I'd, I I yeah. but I went I had to get them at a place called Toy World, not Toy Toy Toys World. it was okay. Toy yeah. World and uh and in 1980 it was 5 dollars for an action figure. Woo. Yeah, but got, that's like ten dollars now, so they were got more expensive. I twenty five cents a week for an allowance.
1: Yeah, jeez,
0: that's that's that's, that's you sound like a
1: real old man now, <laughs> <out>, dude. <laughs> twenty five cents a week. I grew up in the '80s, though. I remember like you would get like Return of the Jedi figure. That's the first movie Star Wars movie I remember because I was I was born in '79, so I was four when Return of the Jedi came out. Okay. And like you get like the little figure in there, and I rem- like a little coin that came with these like Ewoks. And I remember I was in the store, and my mom said, "I don't have that kind of money." And when you're, like, little, you take things literally. So I opened the Ewok and, like, gave her the coin that <laughs> came with it. And then, like, I got scolded very hard and right. grabbed by, uh, by my scruff of my neck and taken out of Masters in Staten Island. Masters wow. department. So really. you didn't
0: get to keep the Ewok? I didn't, but now
1: I get, like, like, all the things I couldn't have as a child. My parents were very good to me, but, like, the things I couldn't have, like at walkers, Millennium Falcons and stuff, right. like, like, my kids' room is just lit. Like I, it's almost Covered like kind of buy it for myself. <laughs>
0: in a way, yeah, yeah but, I mean, like, he's, he's like, my hang hang front out. man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. I feel like I just got to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I definitely learned something about you. What
1: uh, else is going on?
2: You watching that Mandalorian? I'm not. And nah. it's not because I don't like Star Wars. I've just I'm lazy. There's so many good shows on and I, I can't keep up. I haven't even signed up for Disney Plus yet. So mm. uh, he hasn't either. either. He's even uh, got a free year. And he I said he's gonna expense gonna do it. it. Right. You said I
1: should. Well, because we I, talk I, about it on here. You mean, like I said, it's kind of a business expense. You have Netflix, right? We got Netflix. Watch Broken on there.
2: Watch yeah, that series, Broken. I need to kind of make up like the third time you've recommended it to me. I need to get on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what you guys talking about on? Give oh, a little Great Quarter Guys preview. It's your the fastest rising show on the Freightcast Network. If you're a podcast fan, subscribe to Freightcast on podcast players everywhere. You get every single Freightways and American Shipper podcast. But if you just want Great Quarter Guys, you just like what these guys have to say. You can also just subscribe to them. Look up Great Quarter Guys. You guys did a show yesterday. Came out this morning. What was it about? It,
2: yeah, we talked about Dasky. Uh, we we started doing these. Um, uh, I guess business segment breakdowns, and this is our second one. We did Old Dominion a couple weeks ago. We did Dasky yesterday, which is the leading uh, flatbed uh, provider in the U.S. So we talked about, you know, their roll-up strategy over the last few years. Why has their stock tumbled from $15 to like three now? Uh, and the prospects for the future. We also talked a little bit of Cybertruck. Uh, and we talked the DHL supply What'd chain. What did you have price. to say about Cybertruck? Oh, I'm long on it. We did okay. a long short. Uh, yeah. I was very long. Kevin, Kevin said he'd rather have a 72 Chevy. Yeah. I said that's nice. It's a different buyer though. It's a different buyer, and they're about the same price right now. You can get a 40, pay about 40 grand. You know who's gonna, right?
1: gonna buy well, a lot Kevin of
0: these? Kevin was born in 1970. No, no. Dude, I don't know if you guys
1: remember the Honda Element. The Honda Element came out uh, that, yeah. in like the mid 2000s, and they really wanted to sell to 25 to 35 year olds, but like it only ended up getting bought by like boomers as a third car. Mm-hmm. I think Cybertruck is really going to sell those 25 to 35 year olds. Like they want their first Tesla. They want something different. They're really receptive to the idea of the autopilot. And I think a lot of people are going to be buying in on it.
2: Yeah, I think it's also another thing that uh, I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but like 30 or 40 percent of the trucks bought in America are bought for
0: commercial fleets. Yeah. So
2: if you can win over some of those commercial fleets with long term cost savings of this truck, I think it's going to take off. I think the bulletproof. I,
0: I would
1: never buy a pickup truck, but I'll buy a Cybertruck.
2: I think
0: the bulletproof Windows does a lot. You know, um, for instance, like the, a police force in Mexico. or not. Yeah, right, they just or bought 15? 15 trucks. Yeah. 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 Vales. And Zeta only 1500
1: bucks to like put down that deposit. Right. 100 bucks each. Pretty good. All right, man, thanks for joining us right. today. Thank thanks, you, Cogs. Andrew Coggs. Andrew Cogs. by the way, I don't know if you heard him on uh, Sirius XM last week. He was my co-host, and he did an excellent job. I will wow. certainly have him back at some point.
0: Fantastic. He is really rising in the ranks.
1: Yeah, and now here comes uh, Detroit versus the rest. What does that say? Detroit versus the refs? Right. What, what? What happened?
6: Oh. Uh, when did you, this? Where should I start?
1: Where should I start? Well, yeah, start at the beginning. I thought
6: it was the Saints. That I don't th- had the problem I don't think the we rush. have enough time to start at the beginning.
1: Did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? If you ever watched that Super I Bowl, did. they said it like 100,000 times.
6: Don't forget about that too.
1: Detroit versus everybody. Just in case
6: the refs aren't enough.
1: <laughs> are you Are you a Are you, a
6: D, uh, are you a Detroit pizza fan? Uh, I'd say I'm more of a Detroit pizza fan than a Chicago deep. Uh, has yeah.
0: has Detroit ever made a Super Bowl?
6: No, I don't like being attacked as soon as I
0: get into <laughs> it. was just fun. They did before they kept <laughs> records.
6: Did they did yeah. they ever yeah. make a 19, championship? Fact check 1957 I believe was the wow. championship.
1: How many Hall of Famers have uh retired from the Lions before their career was over? I, I know we got Barry Sanders, <clears throat> yeah, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> uh Scott Mitchell. Al, you are really yeah. making it hurt uh, right. Dan Orslevski. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, who is the best Owen 16 team of all time? The the one, two, three, Let's go. <laughs> all right. It's time. Speaking uh, of lines. over, under. Woo. All right, guys. You ready to play Little earnings Over Under? Well, ready or not, here we go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Here, I, this is where I. love
0: trucks, and you cannot lie. This is where you
1: do all your Black Friday shopping. Dollar General. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do they have Black Friday like, shopping at Dollar General? I don't like, think it would make sense. Every,
6: it's $0.33. Cents. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> buy buy one, get three do. free. <laughs> I bet dollar. they do. Well, maybe they do because a dollar thirty-eight earnings per share will start with you, sir. I'm feeling bullish on that one. I'm going to go over. All right. Yep, me too. Over. All right. It was a <laughs> jo- dollar forty-two dollar because you know, that one was kind of easy. We all know the dollar stores have been doing really well. It's funny. Like dollar stores, are they recession proof? Because they seem to do well in good and in bad uh, economies.
0: Nothing's completely recession-proof dinner.
1: I'm going to ask, no, Anthony Smith was, well, Anthony Smith and on Freightonomics, one of our also new podcasts on the Freightcast Network, Anthony Smith and uh, Zach Zach Strickland were arguing about if Target was recession-proof, and Anthony was a little anti-Target. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. He was like, yeah, everyone's going to go to Walmart, and uh, Zach was like, my wife wouldn't be caught dead in Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Chad Primus would be caught dead in Walmart. I saw him there. Uh, dollar General's net sales rose by eight point nine percent to six point nine nine billion in the quarter.
0: Wait, I didn't hear the first part. I'm sorry.
1: Dollar General's net sales. Oh, oh, okay. Up nine percent, eight point nine percent to six point nine nine billion in the quarter. Really good, right? Yeah. It was above the estimate of six point nine two billion. Net income rose to three hundred sixty five point six million. It's a dollar forty two per share. But so all that billion—that's all they bring in—is a hundred, is a three hundred five million. Wow. There's a lot of cost overhead uh, when, you're running, lost. when, when lost. you're running the DG.
6: Yeah, when everything's, you know, 77 cents.
1: That's but still good. <laughs> All right, here's <laughs> a place a you, went to. you went to. You had to get that engagement ring. Did you go to Dollar General or did you go here? Tiffany & Co. Oh. 85 cents. Earnings per share, Chad Prevost.
0: 85 cents.
1: Yes. Yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany & Co. Familiar? And I said, what I'll take about the over? breakfast at Tiffany's? He's Got going it. under. You went over. Uh, so you're going to get this. You're going to get this. <laughs>
0: No! Tiffany Co is under
1: only 65 cents. They did um, poor. Tiffany & Co announced earnings for third quarter that declined from last year. The company's earnings tough came times in. in
0: the diamond mine. Tough they time. came in at <laughs>
1: 78.4 million it was just 65 cents per share. This compares to 94.9 million uh, in last year's third quarter. So substantial drop.
0: Maybe it was that uh, Canadian diamond mine it that, could, yeah, that went shut the down pump. the ice road truckers. Yeah. I wonder if you could map divorce rates
6: to the diamond how well Tiffany's doing. Is there a sonar oh.
0: index for that yet? I think there might be. <laughs> mm. Compare it with turkey,
1: yeah. frozen turkey prices.
6: <laughs> all
0: right.
1: Well, all right, here's another one. American Outdoor Brands, eight cents. Is it me?
0: Yeah. American Outdoor Brands. Eight cents. Do you know their
1: parent company for Smith and Wesson? They are? Yes. Eight
6: oh.
0: cents. Eight cents isn't that high. Oh my gosh. I know. I mm. I
6: I I want oh. trending. Trending down, but I'm going to say over. All right,
0: I'm going to take the under. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, it was oh, oh. over. It was $0. nine cents. Oh, 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 it. Oh, uh. oh. <laughs> they had a they had a five point two million dollar profit for its most recent quarter. You guys ever do any ginseng hunting? I was looking at, I was watching an ID discovery last night, and um, yeah, there was a guy on there, and it said he was a ginseng hunter, and he's wearing camouflage, and I was like, why do you need really? like just so you can sneak up on the ginseng, don't see it coming. <laughs> Uh, Chad looked it up a little bit though. I guess like it's it a dangerous ten, game.
0: It t- it takes five to ten years to grow one and they're kinda yeah. being over harvested Longer than a Christmas th- tree. And 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 it's like they're selling for five to six hundred dollars a pound. Yeah. So you can imagine if like if like a rogue dude met you in the woods, yeah. and you had like, you had, yeah, and you had a pound okay, of ginseng, that makes sense.
1: yeah. So it's like the uh, the copper pipes, you know, like they have like yeah. people steal copper pipes from abandoned buildings in cities. <laughs> in Detroit, a lot of <laughs> Detroit yeah. copper. So he's
6: hiding from ginseng, ginseng, pirates. Like, that's, like, ginseng, ginseng pirates. Ginseng is the
0: copper pipe of the woods.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you gotta be careful. That's why we gotta wear the camouflage.
0: Um, okay, so <laughs> how many more do we have? Do I have a chance to tie, or is it just for pride? Eh, now? There's two left. Hey, he's looking. No, You're no, looking. no, no, he's no, totally. He
1: no, he so you guys go. You, he doesn't have eyesight that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like no, you, no, no, no. you can't even see out of that. I oh, can't guy. even. He can't, see out of that eye okay, he can't see out of that eyeball. Okay, Build a Bear Workshop. You guys ever get one of those Build a Bear? Those were a, like a big deal a, a long time ago.
0: Uh, that's a little a while deal. ago. Uh, Chad, I can
1: see
6: Chad being a little bit more of an American Girl doll yeah. guy than do a Build
1: a Bear. You ever take you ever take a girl on a, on a date to a Build a Bear Workshop or your kids or something? I don't think they used so. to have birthday parties.
6: They used be like yeah, a big deal. Big
1: deal.
0: Yeah.
6: Well, what's that place? Uh, I don't want to get too off topic, but isn't there one of those? Uh, I saw you there one time, didn't I? The Or the Pottery is Pottery, maybe. pottery. Oh, potter. yeah. Or do they have the uh, Bears there, too? No, the Builder right, I think girl. that must be for a children
0: of the 80s or something yeah.
1: like that. <laughs> Chad's the only person you see more often in the mall than, like, a Santa Claus or something. Like, he, you just always run into him in public if you if you guys ever want to see Chad. Pretty much just hang around your local That's Walmart. Right, just... uh, <laughs> all right, Builder so is, Or When are you guys going to go? Oh, I didn't uh, tell you. Uh, yeah. Negative, did they lose 28 cents? Oh. Over on um,
0: did they lose twenty eight yeah. cents? Is it my turn. Yeah. Oh, I, I just have a bad. Sometimes you just have a bad feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, under. All right. So when you say under, you're
6: saying they lost less.
1: No more. He's saying that like more. they yeah. they lost yeah, okay, more than okay, forty okay. twenty cents.
6: Okay, I'll t- I'll take the uh, the opposite
1: of that. Okay. You shouldn't. But you're keeping him in the game, oh, I yeah!
6: realize.
0: Bilderberg oh, did really
1: bad. Uh, negative forty. Body blow. Lead money. The quarterly report represents an earnings surprise. Of well, this is a bad surprise. Negative forty-two point eight percent. Oh wow! Negative forty-two point eight six percent. They're uh, trending
0: in the wrong direction. It was expected that the
1: that the toy retail would post a loss of one cent per share when actually. When sorry, I don't mean to laugh at you, Bilderberg. <laughs> when it actually produced a loss of eight cents per share, delivering a surprise of surprise, negative 700%. It sounds so bad when you put it that way. That
6: sounds pretty bad.
1: But it's only like a few cents, but it sounds just terrible when you're like 700%, negative 700%. How
0: did, does the CEO say great quarter, guys, at the end of that quarter? He's like, let's go, build Bilderberg. Bilderberg. All right. Okay. Slack, Last one
1: Slack. Technologies we use it here within our company. It is like I'm the oh. the instant message of the corporate and non corporate. Whatever you take, I guess I'll take the opposite. Right, you got to go first. Slack Am negative twenty three. They lose twenty three cents.
6: I'm gonna say. Are you peeking out of? No, here? yeah. I'm just keeping an eye on you. All right. I'm gonna say they they lost less than that. They're doing better than that.
1: Okay.
0: And I'll say that they lost more. Boom. Yay, it's Brad Ganady. He's the winner.
1: He's the winner. So what happened here is it was negative 16 cents. And uh, here's what their CEO, Mr. Butterfield, had to say. He said, if you look back in time, six to nine months ago, we underestimated the amount of confusion in the marketplace inserted by Microsoft. They're the Hmm. biggest company in the world, and we are obviously preoccupied by us. Hmm. Wait, wait, saying that Microsoft's preoccupied by them. They're putting out a press release on us if we are 100 the size. Wow, he's talking. He says that. I think it shows that they view us as an existential threat. So
0: he's just talking a lot of smack on Microsoft. Yeah.
6: Kind of like how Chad and I talk in the office. Yeah, you're just smack talking. Well, (laughs) hey,
0: congratulations on a victory a long time in the coming. I like it when you took
1: one of to your it. few on-camera opportunities to just, like, throw a shout-out at Chad. You were like, I'm coming for you. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah. Sure. It was good stuff. It's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, one of the guys who runs in, like, behind the reporter and is like, yeah. Yeah! I mean, exactly. Well, you know what? Go
6: Detroit. Go Detroit. Detroit versus the refs. Detroit versus everyone. I love trucks. That's
1: what do you to If people want to learn more about you, they want to talk about Detroit or, or anything. What, what do you do around here these days? What I do around here. Director? You've, been here, you've yeah. been here a long
6: time. So a year and
1: a, over a year and a half. You're here long enough. You just kind of yeah. Up you
6: doing. do a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah. I work primarily with our sonar product. Cool. Um, so that's what you can find me doing more times than not. Brad Ganane, LinkedIn. G
0: U I N A N E.
1: Brad Ganane, one of the best earnings over under players in the world. In
6: the Insane
0: Ganane bringing the pain. Have we got track?
1: Like what, ha- what? Who won the best of seven series?
6: Can um, we play. Can you play Eminem as my walk-up song next time?
0: Um, I don't know what happened to the best of seven victory. series, but then I won two in a row. You and I won the first. Spaghetti. I won, oh, the first, won the
6: first, and you won two in a row. Okay, and yeah. this is our fourth, right? All
1: right. <laughs> well, those are turkeys from my- <laughs> all right. See you later. Nice job, Yeah, you're all set. That's yeah, that it. You here. won. Thanks, you guys. won. Be proud of yourself. <laughs> we'll see
0: if we let you come back on. Everybody.
1: All right. Now, now is the opportunity where we are going to hear from the readers of freightwaves.com. But also, if you want to leave a comment on, well, I'm monitoring LinkedIn. If you want to leave a comment on LinkedIn right now, I'll read your comment out loud if we have time. But in the meantime, let's get to the comments we've already curated from uh, our great and wonderful site.
4: Comment
1: section rodeo. Alright, the old town road of comment section rodeo. Alright, this is the uh, this is from the article. It's convoy closes out year of multiple breakthroughs. And oh, Scott bum, bum, Scott W. Stremel Sr. He said uh, driving down waste time, combination loads to reduce deadhead miles. I get it, what a concept. But they don't think about is the wasted time and loading and unloading times. The rates don't justify in combining loads. Not in the southeast regions, and I'm sure it's the same in other regions. As a carrier, it's more profitable to break up the combined loans. Guess what I'm getting at is taking two or three loads that are combined and breaking it up for two or three
0: rates? Just do the math. Nice. Uh, This is from the article... Emission-free trucks will lower driver turnover rates, claims Nicola Nicola CEO. Nicola! <laughs> Mike says, "Who is going to repair them when they will break down on the road? And how long is it going to take to repair them when they finally will reach the shop with the mechanics who know how to repair them—diagnostics, parts, labor, etc., mm. etc.? Cetera, et cetera. Yeah. My guess is for too long. Yeah, shippers and receivers." want their freight ASAP. It's not going to be an option to wait for a couple of months for their freight. Mm.
1: Hey, you got another one here. Class A truck orders oh, Tumble November.
0: Sure. Okay. I'll go two in a row. Elvis Durant says, I think this issue is more than an Obama or Trump or Bush issue tabloids like freight waves. Wait a minute. Tabloids. <laughs> like freight waves, overdrive, et cetera, only painting or sugar coating, hiding the mess of a cesspool this trucking industry Whoa. has become. is still working with obsolete regulations from the 1930s, and they think that the stupidity of these late regulations are going to make things better. Give me a break. And I agree with you. I'm officially done with trucking as of two weeks ago. Wow. Sold truck and preparing to sell flatbed and disbanding my authority. Wow. I keep telling everyone, go and get an education. Lots of trade to learn out there for cheap, and nobody has to torture themselves behind a truck steering wheel.
1: Well, that was like an after school special. All right, Dr. Hoff. All right, ooh, okay. All right, so I gotta right. put on a, I gotta put on right, a different Duna. hat for this one. Dr.
4: Huff! The ELD mandate is a bigger problem for new truck manufacturers and tariffs. Walmart's chat Walmart just released a Black Friday sales report, which clearly shows U.S. sales of Chinese goods are not declining due to tariffs, so take tariffs out of the equation. However, hundreds of highly experienced truck drivers are threatening to leave the truck driving industry immediately following the 18th, 2019 deadline for installing bogus GPS devices on owner operator trucks. Oh, yeah. Many men have already thrown in the towel and sold or threw away the keys to their trucks. These drivers are not planning to buy new trucks, as many of them once did in a four- or five-year basis. Barack, Hussein, Obama knew that GPS tracking of privately-owned vehicles would bring havoc and loss to the truck driving industry, a powerful way of pushing out of capitalism, bogus logistics system, and replacing with the socialist agenda. Eleven hours of driving time makes everybody equal. Or socialism at its core? Well, taking any industry which tries on capitalism and injecting outright socialism is dangerous and will lead to collapse. Just as Obama had planned, we Americans can fight all this by demanding an elite national driver's license for U.S. citizens only and full-blown Jimmy Hoffa-style unionization for all truck
0: drivers in America! Wow. That was an your, epic. Your your doctor Hoff. Your accent changed like four times. <sighs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I wasn't. He was just getting
1: charged, supercharged. I was trying to do Alex Jones, but I don't know if I captured oh,
0: it. Oh, oh. Uh, well, that was that. No, that was fun. The frogs. Um, this is from the article and this is a this was a, a doozy dooner. Mm. Swift confirms driver leader instructed truckers to drive in inclement yeah. weather. Hey, Cassandra
1: came in here and she was she was uh, she was going to drop a, like a pipe bomb on it. She's waiting for radio. Yeah. 315 tomorrow. She'll be on channel 146 Road Dog Trucking talking all
0: about this issue. Brian says, meanwhile, this is the problem with these wannabe drivers moaning, groaning about everything and anything. I do not know how many times over my career, 31 years of safe driving that I drove in blizzards at 20 miles an hour of driving on black ice. It's common sense to just take it easy to do your job and quit your crime because of your weather or you missed a birthday or your girlfriend. Truck Trucking is not a nine-to-five job unless mm-hmm. maybe you were local. Yeah. There are an awful driving uh, that should be just working at McD's. Wow.
1: All right, Sly, maybe Sly Stallone. Have you seen Rambo 4 yet, by the way, or 5, Last Blood? No, it
0: gets terrible ratings.
1: Oh, it does? Reviews. Oh, okay. All right, well, Sly.
0: Real low on the tomato meter.
1: Sly said, I drive a daycare from Denver to SLC on 8070. The only time I don't move is if our CDO keeps us in a hotel until the highways are safe. But if the highways are closed, while well, en route, we are required to rest at the nearest hotel. These idiots on here on Facebook who state that they run no matter what are morons. They are usually the guys who do not chain up properly and get stuck on 70 pass veil and get a $1,500 ticket for blocking the road. If you don't feel comfortable driving the snow, then pull over and go on and rest. It's not worth risking your life for other people's. Plus, you'll be in the way of experienced drivers who drive in this crap every winter. We already lost six people in Colorado because of an inexperienced driver with no training who lost his brakes on the 70. Don't do that. That is a good point.
0: Bob Corrigan says, this shows the... Common, unprofessional, idiotic, arrogant, and don't-give-a-damn attitude and behavior of most dispatchers, driver leaders, etc. 99% have never drove a truck and are totally clueless about what drivers have to endure. They, specifically, are ignorant of the danger and high stress level when a driver has to drive in bad weather. They sit in their little chairs in their cozy cubicles, Mm. insulated from the weather, and decide for the drivers what the drivers should be able to do. Wow,
1: Kenneth G. White, he's uh short and succinct. He goes, you all need to go and find a job at Burger King. Get one of those impossible whoppers <laughs> while you're there.
0: Oh, Tim says, hell, Swift drivers need to chain up in dry conditions. <laughs> oh. The biggest hazard on the road is the driver behind the wheel of a Swift truck. Well, you wrote Swift, <laughs> Swift truck. Uh Joker, he says. Then.
1: With the last message of Swift Driver Fred, that was held up at a truck stop due to the inclement weather, saw a snowplow coming down the street. Could it be? A way to get down the road. So he pulls out of a truck stop and follows the snowplow. <laughs> Fred was riding along with the orange whirly bird light on the snowplow flashing in his face. Checking his watch and the speedometer. Watch, speedometer, watch, and back to the speedometer. Fred's thoughts were twelve miles per hour? At least I'm not sitting at that damn truck stop. After what seemed like an eternity, Fred got a call in the CB. Break 1-9, how about that big truck following this snowplow you got your ears on? Fred about spilled his coffee, being so anxious with cabin fever, having the chance to talk with someone. Fred grabs his mic and quickly replied, 10-4, good neighbor. You got him. Go ahead. The reply Fred got in return was, Yeah, man, you've been following me for two hours. I was want to let you know I was going over here to do the Walmart parking next. You going to follow me over there, too? <laughs>
0: That what? is a weird story. I know. I kind um, of like. I was
1: waiting for it, maybe more of a. It, it
0: like it, what is? It's written like a story, right? It's got a. It's got a. Like a joke. Yeah. And it's it's written in uh, the present tense. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> and it was kind of like I thought, like I, I just thought like there'd be more of a joke at the end, and it was sort of like I, I maybe I don't know. I guess maybe that I was just didn't kind deliver it. it. He was like, "No, yeah.
0: I'm I'm not going to follow you to the Walmart parking." lot. I know. Like even but as I, I, was, I was like
1: hanging out with Beta, I was like. Ugh. What happens? It was like a pop up book of adventure. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. just close. Uh, hey, you know what's a pop up book of adventure? The Freight Waves TV app. And you know what? If you buy, get this, if you buy a ticket before December 18th or up to December 18th, go to freightwaves.com, click on events to Freight Waves Live Atlanta. You know what you're going to get? An Apple TV 4K for free. Just use the code Apple TV. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, and you're going to be there anyway, right? You don't want to miss out on the Freight Tech event of the 2020s. And check out our
0: passport uh, opportunity. You want to mm-hmm. get a ticket to a show or every single get all of them? Yeah, get it, and all the continuing education opportunities that the passport. Uh, what the passport studies, the research so, provides.
1: But here's what you do. Here's how you extract the real value. Here's how you squeeze the blood from the stone, Chad. Okay. You get that Apple TV 4K. Don't be greedy. Don't put it in your house. You know what you do? You put it in your office. You put on that main TV that everyone in your office can see. Yeah. You hook it up. You download the FreightWaves TV app. If you don't have app, you can go on Roku. You can go anywhere. You can do it on your phone. And stream but us 24 hours. Make, make the switch. Put on the show, and we're going to be full streaming pretty soon. But there's tons of content on there. So let's say you go to the event, right? You're like, oh, my God, that Jordan Belfort keynote. What an amazing thing. Or these, these, these amazing demos that I saw, these amazing product demos. Yeah. Look, you can go in the app and you can watch those. You can show all your employees. You can go there. You don't have to sit there taking janky videos with your smartphone. You know, doing it in uh, doing it this way instead of in portrait, you know, portrait instead of horizontal. <laughs> like you're a grandmother at the zoo. Yeah, you're getting it right. So fully produced, professional things. You can go and watch them and show them to your staff. You can learn so much from Freight FreightWaves TV. Go buy your ticket. Get get the app.
0: Wow, that right. was a, that was a good story, and you had a beginning, middle, and an end. <laughs> was it, it better too. than the other guy's yeah. story? Yeah, because you you wrapped it up. You can't you brought it all back together. I brought it all back. Yeah. All back well, up. this has been great. We're bringing it all back together. Here's yeah. my little cowbell. Little cowbell. You know what else you got to do? Go to
1: talk about free content. There's a buffet. You know, we make more content, and you have time. So go to Freightcast. All of the Freightways yes. podcasts, all in one place. There's 12 of them now. Twelve of them. They're not all just Tell me them. either. There's there's other ones. Uh, you know what came out today? For Freight's sake, I was sitting on that conversation with John Bradford from Diamond and MO Ventures and our own Craig Fuller. They're having this, they were having a great conversation. I just love hearing those two talk and be a fly on the wall. Well, they just rap for like 35, 40 minutes about what's hot and what's not in venture capital and investing and in yeah. freight tech and you know, they don't really pull any punches on that show either. They're, they'll are they go in all in on, on any technology.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, John Bradford knows his stuff. He does, he's, man. He's an investor. Been doing it for a while. Yeah. Very thanks. entertaining.
1: Hey, thanks to everyone who tuned in today on the live streams, and thanks for everyone who's playing this back. All of you take care and have a wonderful weekend. You can find him on Twitter, at Chad Prevost. You can find me on Twitter, at Timothy Dooner, that's a double O-N-E-R. <laughs> Thank you for tuning Whoa. in two, one. The the Trump. Trump.
4: Yeah. to one, the Truck? beat me! Bang your cowbell into the weekend! Bang your
0: cowbell for Shout the missing! Shout out missy. to Mikey B! and Toys, you can't smile on the shelf! Mm-hmm. Shout out to Roddy G for beating me finally!
1: Woo! I think he won that best of seven series! Shout out for Detroit, man! They always get it hard, to get a hard rap there! Shout out to Cassandra Gaines for coming in here and dropping some
0: knowledge about the law. And shout out to all of you.
3: See ya!